Welcome back, everybody, to podcast number four of the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald. And this week, we're really going to be wrapping up the sports. Varsity action has started last week. Everybody was traveling or playing at home. Uh, we have Key West Golf having their first meet. Volleyball had a countywide meet at Marathon. All three of the football teams played. And high school, middle school, elementary, everything's going right now. And that means high school sports are in full swing. This week is the opening week of high school football in the FHSAA in the state of Florida. All three of our teams in the county are going to be playing. And today, later on in the podcast, we'll be talking to all three head football coaches to talk about how their preseason games went and to talk about their regular season matchup. It's the beginning of football season. It's the beginning of all the sports seasons, and we're here. And I'm going to take you through everything, okay? Let's start with golf. High school golf had a meet with all three of the golf teams, and Fisher Sayer was the boys golfer who really stood out among all of the golfers, shooting a 35 in the golf meet now. Some of you guys like sports. Maybe you know about golf. Maybe you don't. In high school golf, they play nine holes. And Fisher was able to shoot a one under par on the golf course they played on. And that is something that most golfers don't do. And so he definitely has a bright future. And he was definitely a standout there. And the regular season for golf has already started. And that will be moving forward. We had a... Preseason volleyball tournament at Marathon High School last week with all three of the high schools. And um, all three of the high schools met at Marathon and they each played each other. Key West High School, sort of, I guess you could say they won the tournament. They went 2 0. They beat Coral Shores. They look very strong this year. Coral Shores was very scrappy against Key West. They came back uh, like 23 to 15 and they brought it back to 24-24. Key West High School won uh, 26-24 and both teams were really, really fighting it out there. Um, Marathon has a very inexperienced team. They're young, very athletic. Um, They're learning. They finished 0-2. This week in the Keys Weekly in the sports section, you're going to have the last of the preseason fall outlooks. Here at the Weekly, we're going to take a look at cross-country, swimming, and golf. You're going to find out what's going on with those three teams. What are the coaches doing? What are the schedules? You're going to find all that information there on Thursday in the Keys Weekly. There's also going to be some scores and results from the volleyball match and hopefully some of the preseason football games. But this is your place to hear about the preseason football in Monroe County because I'm going to talk to all three coaches today, and we're going to find out what happened. So... First off, we're going to go up the Keys. We're going to go to Tavernier to head coach, Coach Ed Holly at Coral Shores High School. And here we are after their very first preseason game. Coral Shores head coach, Coach Ed Holly, on his second appearance on the podcast. How are you doing, Coach? Coach, I'm great. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. And everybody in Monroe County is ecstatic at the start of football season. We're almost there. Last night, as of this taping, even though we're not taping, I don't know, I think we're digitally recording. 
everybody everybody in Monroe County had a preseason football game, and we're going down the keys today on the podcast. We're going to talk to all the head coach coaches, and up first is the head coach in Tavernier at Coral Shores High School, Ed Holly. You guys played Coral Park last night. How'd you guys do? We did. We played Coral Park High School. They came down from Miami. It was seven o'clock kickoff at uh, at Coral Shores at Barley Stadium. And it was a, it was an exciting atmosphere. We had uh, the stands were packed. The uh, our administration was out there. We had a great great support from our community, and um, our guys had a chance to play their first preseason game. We played a bunch of young guys, and uh, we played a lot of players, and and we had a great time. We ended up coming up a little short on the scoreboard. Um, the final score was twenty to fourteen, but but we had a chance at the end to drive down and and win the game and. And it was everything that you could possibly want in a kickoff classic or a preseason game going into the regular season. So so by saying that, Coach, you're saying that you stayed relatively injury-free. Everybody on your team almost maybe got to play. Everybody got a lot of work. And you guys as coaches, now you have film to evaluate and move forward to the regular season. Is that fair? Exactly. You know, we played a lot of guys. Not everybody played, but we played a lot of guys. And and for me, coming back to Coral Shores and having a chance to see in live action the first time um, the pieces of the puzzle for the season uh, was great, especially about such a, you know, Coral Park was a really good football team. And they came in and they have a new coaching staff and they got a lot of energy. So it was a really good matchup for us. It was very competitive on every play. And we got to see a chance to see our guys um, really for the first time in live action. So so some guys, you know, we, we got to the right spots. Other guys, we need to move a little bit. But I was really, really excited about our future. I was excited about our energy level. And I was, it was just great to be back on the sideline at Coral Shores and see the energy um, in the Keys. Well, once again, welcome back to Monroe County and Coral Shores High School. Any big walkaway surprises where you guys, your staff and you were just completely shocked by somebody tonight or last night? I, I don't know if we were completely shocked because we have high expectations and uh-huh. um, we were really, we were really excited that the guys, you know, uh, came out and they've been working so hard in fall camp and um, preseason practice to get to this point. Um, the big takeaway we have is, is really how competitive our guys are on the field. Now, we have to clean up a lot of stuff. We had a bunch of opportunities and a bunch of, uh, you know, penalties and things that happened that were self-inflicted to us that affected the outside of the game or the outcome of the game. But everything like that, we can fix. And so all we have to do is just go back to work on Monday with a great attitude and and we'll we'll get a chance to uh, get ready to go against Torella. But that's why you play a preseason classic. That's why the NFL plays preseason games to put guys in situations that they normally aren't in. And it was a huge learning Friday for us. I mean, we played guys out of position, and we played guys in different spots. And I'm like, hey, you want to try it? Let's try it. Let's have some fun with it. What a great opportunity for like. And then also your concession stand gets preseason. Those guys haven't worked in a whole year on the concession stand. How was the food last night? Was everybody happy? Did you guys have a big crowd? We did. It was the stadium was packed. Our students were rocking. You could hear them throughout the stadium. Our booster club, which is tremendous, was was were cooking. We had food. We had entrees. We had drinks. Um, I mean, everybody was coming in. We had a ton of young kids in the community coming out supporting us. We had business owners coming out. It was it was just 
fun. Anytime you go to the Keys and, and, and you drive by Coral High School and you look to the right or the left, or you, I should say you look Oceanside and, and you see those lights, people pull over. And they're like, hey, what's going on? I had a chance when we were walking out to the stadium. And this was awesome. You know, we have our ticket gate. And, and it was right before we were about ready to kick off. And I had a chance to look. And, and the line seemed like it was a mile long of people trying to get in. And anytime that ha- happens, you got excitement. you got buy-in. You have energy. And the kids love playing in that environment. Now, I don't know about you, but next – I'm sorry. I don't know about me. But next week, you guys – are you guys opening the season next week? Are you home in a, or away? What's going on? Okay, so we're playing home 7 o'clock at Coral Shores High School against Varela High School. Just like Coral Park, you know, it's about three times the size of Coral Shores. I guess they have approximately 3,000 students. I guess Coral Park had maybe 2,500. Varela is a big public school in uh, West Miami Dade. Um, they did not have a kickoff classic, so we, ha- we don't have any film on them. We're just going in sort of blind, and, and we're going to go in and have fun and make adjustments on the run and, and get this thing this season kicked off. Now, to give our listeners some kind of uh, perspective, Coral Park, Varela, 2,500 to 3,000 students. How many students do you guys currently have at Coral Shores? 760. So these schools are almost three, four times the size of you guys, and they have so many more players to draw from, and you guys are scheduling them. You're, you're challenging yourself and your players, and that's going to pay off dividends in, the, dividends in the long run. Absolutely. So, you know, you want to play games that are competitive. You want to play games that, you know, are, challenge you, especially in the preseason, to see where you stand. So, you, you know, when you go into a game, you don't want to play a team that, you know, you're going to beat by 50 points. That that doesn't really approve a lot. You want teams that you're going to go in and be competitive against and, and have to work and play and have ha, execute your game plan uh, to be successful. Those are the really, really fun games. So, Coach, one more time. The preseason game is like the dress rehearsal. You guys probably didn't have cheerleaders. You didn't have the band. You didn't have the full effect. But this Friday night in Tavernier at Coral Shores High School, 7 o'clock against Varela. Everything will be on display. Band, cheerleaders, concession stand, and absolutely the football team, correct? Absolutely. Now, our cheerleaders were there, and so were the Canets, and they did a fantastic job this wow. last week. But they were doing the blocking, too, for their dances, and, and they were getting in preseason. You know, that was a preseason game one for them, too. So next week will be even uh, – and more exciting and, and all the little kinks have been worked out and we just have to go out on the field and execute and, and the cheerleaders and the halftime performance I know is gonna they're gonna knock the crowd dead. Well coach, I wanna say congratulations on the preseason win and good luck this week against Varela. Hopefully you guys bring a win home for Coral Shores and Monroe County Sports. Thank you very much. I appreciate you for having me. Go game. All right. Thank you very much, Coach. Bye bye. All right, welcome. Now we're in the middle of the keys. We have head coach of Marathon High School Football Dolphins, George Mack Childers. How you doing, coach? Good, Sean. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic because football has begun. We've all waited a very long time for high school football in Monroe County to come back, and now it's back. Everybody from Key West all the way up to Tavernier and you in between played a preseason game last night. Coach, tell me about it last night. Last night it was 5A Powerhouse St. Brendan's. You know, we we wanted to challenge our boys, and um, we, we knew what we were going into. 
Um, we ended up getting beat 42 to nothing, but I, we, you know, our coaching staff, we saw a lot of positives um, and a lot to build on from our, from our team. A lot of those boys, it was their first time, you know, under the bright lights in front of it. They had a great crowd. It looked like a sellout crowd of, you know, over a thousand people. So, you know, the, our, our young kids, I thought responded well. Um, and our, our 28 man roster, I thought held up, per, you know, pretty good against their 50 man roster. So all in all, I think the score didn't dictate how close it was. I think we did, uh, did a pretty good job competing, and that's what we were looking for. Earlier in the podcast, I was talking to Coach Ed Holly at Coral Shores High School, and we were talking about how difficult it is sometimes in Monroe County because you get so many players who come to high school without ever playing tackle football before. So they have to get exposed to the game and they have to see the speed of the game and understand the intensity of the game and see, oh, this is what a game is like rather than practice, especially here in South Florida. And that's sort of what the preseason game is about. Am I correct, Coach? Oh, absolutely. We've got, you know, just taking our roster alone, we've got a lot of kids who've got very little tackle experience. Um, and, you know, in certain schools or certain states, a lot of times when you get to ninth grade, you've got four or five years of tackle experience. So, yeah, that's a great point. And I think as our kids grow and develop, um, I think we've got some potential young ones that could be, become great players. But, yeah, that's a, a definite issue in the keys for sure is um, these guys coming up to high school and not playing much tackle yet. But. And sort of, I guess, going into the preseason game, you had sort of the same idea again as Coach Holly because Coach Holly last night – or excuse me, this is coming out uh, last week, Coach Holly in their preseason game played Coral Park High School, and then they're opening up this week with Varela. Both of those high schools are about 2,500 to 3,000 students, and Coral Shores is a lot smaller than that, and Coach Ed Holly was talking about wanting to challenge his team and giving them a higher level of competition. Was that the mindset going into this, Coach? I think, yeah, that's kind of our mindset. You know, iron sharpens iron, as that, that old cliche says, and it's, and it's true. I think the only way to, to really get a good measuring stick is, uh, you know, play we, you know play someone above your weight class, as they say. And I think um, I think we did that, and we found a good uh, measure where we are. And I think our kids definitely are motivated to get better. So part of the process now is is breaking down the film and, and talking amongst your coaching staff about what tweaks need to be made. You bring in the team this week and you refocus on the regular season. And not only that, you refocus on game one of the regular season. So talk to me about that, Coach. Home and away, home or away, who are you guys playing? What's going on this week? So we've got a, you know, we'll have a big week of, of, of preparation, but we play Pompano at home. And last year's game was a one-point game. They missed a field goal as time expired. So I know their boys are going to be hungry um, and expecting a great game. And I know our, our, our kids will be ready too. But what we're going to do for, with that film early in the week is re- really just focus on the, the coachable details. Um, it's nothing crazy we have to do to, I think, you know, score, put some more points on the board and, and, you know, make some more stops on defense. It's just fundamental football. Um, and if they can see it on film, and, and then we go out and apply what we're trying to teach them on film to the to the practice field. I think they can really, really get better quickly. Um, a lot of times you get better the, the most in the season from game one to game two. Um, so I'm excited for our boys this week and how they'll respond. I agree. I remember last year's game against Pompano, and that's what people call an instant classic. Can you walk us through that game last year and what happened and how it ended? Oh, that was a, that was a really really good one. We we felt like we had control of the game, but at halftime it was nine to nothing, 
And um, our, our boys, you could see that see it in their faces at halftime. They were actually angry. That I um, mean, it was good. It's good to get, get, have a little bit of that, a little bit of that fire. But we came back and actually took the lead in the fourth quarter. Um, and they they got the ball with about two minutes left and drove right down the field. And we had a couple big tackles late. And they um, they attempted about a twenty five yard field goal. And it just it seemed like it was in the air for about eighteen seconds. And it just was wide right and glanced off the upright. And we was it was a really really jubilant time for our for our fans and our. Uh, our players. So yeah, and I know that that probably hurt their boys a lot and I'm sure they're going to be hungry. So we have to be ready to um, not only match, but exceed their intensity coming in. So I was talking uh, in the last segment, I was talking to coach Yuzuki West high school and he was talking about, they have sort of a history with the team they're playing this week, Palmetto Ridge, you guys, a marathon, you have a history with Pompano that goes back the last 10 years where for almost, I think every other time, Marathon has traveled up to Pompano, and you guys have had some classic games up there. I mean, who could forget the incredible uh, fake punt pass to score about 10 years ago with Raymond Crespo and Robbie Garcia? But you guys have had some big moments there. But now, for the first time, Pompano Beach is coming to Marathon to experience a home football game in Monroe County. What can Pompano Beach expect to see? Are you going to have the pet band there? Are you going to have the oh, cheerleaders concession We're going to have all hands on deck, all hands on deck, Sean. It's going to be a, a, a – hopefully, you know, the uh, Marathon's got a really great tradition with, of, you know, packing the house on Friday nights and we, we get to – get the band going, get the cheerleaders going, get everyone in the community out. And, uh, you know, they can expect that hopefully it's just a really raucous, raucous crowd. And, and um, you know, they're going to be into the game. And we, we love our, um, our student section has been just great the last couple of years. So we, we, we feel like we have a, and definitely play better at home. We love playing in front of our home fans. And we just can't wait for Friday night. You know, all of the keys are unique with their concession stands. Um, a concession stand aficionado, you know, the upper keys has a, a fantastic, concession stand where you can get a lot of great food and i know um key west uh, famous they have sausage sandwiches you know you're gonna get pizza you're gonna get burgers you you never know what you're gonna get and then um just an unbelievable concession stand mid keys boosters uh at marathon high school that is a place where you could show up and you don't know what you're gonna find you might find some fresh fish for sale being fried you might find some burgers you might find some french fries but the concession stand is always fantastic there oh yeah uh, they, they, they definitely can bring the, bring the whole family to the game and feed everybody they've got uh, you know they do a good uh, uh chicken tenders and fries for sure and burgers and like you said Every, all the fixing. So, the, yeah, Louie Louis and the gang, they do a great job. So it's going to be this Friday night. Is that 7 o'clock, Coach? 7 o'clock, yep. So 7 o'clock, Pompano Beach in Marathon. So really, Coach, all three of the Monroe County High Schools are home this week. Coral Shores is home this week against uh, Varela High School. Johnny Hughes's Key West High School Conks are home this week against Palmetto Ridge and Marathon High School is home against Pompano Beach. And you know what I'm hoping for, Coach? Three and O in Monroe County this week. Would that be great? Hopefully the you know, good luck to the other teams in the in the county. And yeah, it's gonna be a great night for football in the Keys. And hopefully all three of the football teams in Monroe County have a great week this week and a great season. Thank you so much, Coach, for coming on. And now we're going all the way down to Key West, everybody. I have Coach Johnny Hughes on the line. Coach, how you doing, buddy? 
I'm doing good, Sean. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. This is your first time on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate everything. And last night, you guys, not at Tommy Roberts, no, under construction, at the backyard, which personally I love, you guys played Cypress, the Cypress Creek Coyotes from Wesley Chapel near Tampa. Tell me what happened, Coach. Well, you know, it was a you know kickoff classic, so you know we, you know we went in there kind of you know not sure what was going on, but um, you know you always want to see that first test, and you know the guys answered the bell. We you know we played well. I thought we were physical. Uh, you know our offense was clicking. You know uh, the triple option was was something that was, you know, just effective. Our quarterback, you know, Adrian Meyer, you know, his first time, you know, under, you know, under center basically uh, running the offense. Uh, he's a former running back that we kind of converted and you know, did a great job. Uh, you know, he read the reads, and when you do that, it's deadly. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, you got the score from last night? 25 to 6. Okay, so you guys – Coach Hughes, the longest tenured head football coach in Monroe County, running the flex bone, always has been, always will. Everybody knows him for that. And you guys, yeah, absolutely. You guys were actually, you guys were running the triple option aspect. You guys ran a lot of triple last night. Um, it was after the game, I actually told the kids this could be the the most I've ever called the actual inside beer in a game since I've been here. Um. You know, they ran a 3-3 stack on us, and they just didn't adjust to it. And, you know, they're going to give me that that B-gap all day long, and we're going to take it. So we did. So um, what were the big standouts for you? Like, I'm sure you've broken down the film. You've met with your staff. You've had time to think about it. What's the big walk away from the preseason? Well, you know, obviously, you know, it wasn't pretty. We got a lot of mistakes. We got to clean up, um, get ahead into the regular season. But. I thought it was a good, you know, good first step for us. You know, we were physical up front on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, our quarterback was very comfortable in the in the in the option game. You know, he you know he threw two touchdown passes. Uh, he ran for another one, so he had a big night for us. But he kept them guessing. You know, the opposing coaches came up to us after the game and said, "You know, this offense is impossible to stop." I said, "Only when the quarterback knows how to read it. You know, if not, then the fans are down my neck." You know, so it was one of those things where you know he had a great night and. Uh, um, from the spring game where he looked like, you know, he was just a, you know, newborn drop giraffe and didn't know what to do that, you know, to this game was a night and day and, um, I'm proud of the progress there and we just got to keep, keep building on that. So, uh, tell me about what's going on between Tommy Roberts and the backyard, if you don't mind. No, uh, well, Tommy Roberts, um, there's a, the renovation that's going to happen there. Um, it includes obviously Rex Leach field with baseball side. So um, the bleachers have some issues there. So that's why we didn't play there last year. Um, but now they're going to start the, the construction. And, you know, there's different phases there. So we've been moved to the backyard. Uh, last year was our first year there. This year we're going to be there. And I believe we're going to be there one more year um, before the, the total uh, reconstruction. That's going to be um, phase one will be completed. I, I believe there's two phases that they're going to try to put in. Um, they want, you know, the football team to move there full time eventually. You know, which means our practice field, our, our weight training, you know, meeting rooms, all that stuff will be at, at Tommy Roberts instead of, you know, on the high school campus. Um, so that's going to that's gonna take a while. And, you know, there's going to be phase one and phase two. And, you know, the, the timetable, I think, for phase one is two years. So, um, you know, we'll take advantage of the, the friendly confines of the backyard until then. 
it's it's really fascinating because you guys you guys are okay guys you guys are temporary temporarily or, or we don't know what's we don't know we're not <laughs> sure we're not sure but you guys are moving to the backyard but like the backyard in my in my opinion is so awesome and great it's like an on-campus stadium right there connected to school your locker rooms are right there and then eventually your practice field will be there you have your weight room there i mean obviously the tradition and everything that has happened at Tommy Roberts Stadium is fantastic. And to be honest with you, it's a fantastic place. Just the history and to go and watch you guys play at Tommy Roberts is such a pleasure. But having to get moved over to the backyard is is a is not that bad either. Uh, logistically, it's fantastic. You know, I mean, it changes our whole pregame routine. You know, to go to Tommy Roberts, we're jumping on a bus. You know, um, you know, we're getting dropped off. So there's. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, logistics that gets taken out of that. And, you know, we're right there. You know, if there's an equipment issue, hey, just run to the locker room and get a, you know, get a snap for this chin strap right here. And those kind of things are, you know, it's, you know, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a coach's dream. That's right. And the on campus atmosphere is fantastic. I mean, the student section last night, preseason game, you know, they're just, they're, they're in full tilt. I mean, it was, if, you know, it's it just a great atmosphere. And, you know, it could be the proximity of the stands to the field. Uh, that makes it seem like a little louder. You know, you hear a little bit of everything, you know, including the suggested play calls from the stands, you oh, know, course. but, you know, it's it's something that, you know, it's a, it's a great atmosphere. You know, you got to love all that. So then you're comparing, you're comparing the backyard to the old Orange Bowl where the bleachers are right on top of the sideline, correct? Yeah, it'd be similar to, you know, how the Hurricanes left that to go to Tony, you know, Joe Robbie. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, it was Joe Robbie. It's, not, it's what, Hard Rock now or something uh, else? I don't um, know. It's yeah. it's Joe Robbie. We're both that age. That's what we're always going to call it is Joe Robbie. Yeah, it's money he built it, so you're right. That's right. Um, you know, so it's one of those things that, yeah, it's, you know, those fans are right on top of you, and then, you know, they get loud. It was, uh, it was just fun. It was, you know, it was a fun atmosphere. That's fantastic. I just worry. I just worry about Coach James. He's not going to actually be able to like drive you guys from Key West High School to Tommy Roberts. What's he going to do at this time? Oh no, he's he's, he's going to be around there, you know. And uh, I saw him after the game, and you know, he's a legend. I mean, to me, the most knowledgeable football guy in Monroe County. But you know, he's he's one of those guys I always turn to. You know, for some advice. And you know, as soon as I get his feet on the grass again, man, I, I always feel better about it. Absolutely. He is the best. So let's talk. You guys have, are you opening the regular season this week? Yeah, we, uh, we opened against Palmetto Ridge, um, which, you know, strangely enough, you know, Key West never beat. Um, you know, I think we went there on the coast change one year and, you know, they, they squeaked one out and like, we played them in a uh, spring game one year and they, they beat us and we played them last year as part of a two year contract. And, you know, we lost, um, we both scored two touchdowns, but, they made both uh, two point conversions and we didn't. So they, they got, they got the victory there. Um, one of those games that you look back on and just, you know, you totally disgusted with the outcome because you, you think, yeah, I played them, but you know, the scoreboard tells you different. Well, coach, I was just thinking, it's like, uh, I'm sure that that one, that one really, really stays with you because you guys only scored two touchdowns in that game. Cause when does that happen? Yeah. That's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, one of the, one of the, plays of the year, you know, that, that stick out. And we always tell the guys, you know, listen, we, well, there's eight plays that could have changed our season that, you know, we, we end up eight and two instead of, you know, five and five. Um, it was one of those plays where we had a touchdown pass in the end zone. I, you know, our guy beat him by five yards and, 
he decides to just play volleyball with it, and he sees bobbling the ball, and he, all of a sudden he spikes it back about five yards, right into the way he hands the defender he beat, and it's an interception. And you're like, oh, this, this has got to be a joke. It's, you know, it's only stuff in movies that do this. But it happened to us that night, and we ended up, uh, you know, um, on the short end of the stick on the scoreboard that day. That day. So, just to get it straight, this week you're playing at home at seven o'clock against Palmetto Ridge, right? Absolutely. And obviously, you guys are going to have a super big crowd there because you're going to have not only are you guys playing, you're going to have the band, you're going to have the conquets, you're going to have the cheerleaders, correct? Oh, absolutely. That's that's the thing about high school football down here. You know, we get the band, we get the cheerleaders. Conquets. I mean, that's why that's one of my speeches to the kids. Hey, you know, we're one of the sports that, and it's the only sport that gets all that out here. So why wouldn't you want to do this? Absolutely. And so you're going to have a big show Friday night, seven o'clock. Good luck, coach against Palmetto Ridge. Good luck during the regular season. Hopefully you can come back on the show soon and fill us in on what's going on with Key West High School football coach. Anytime, Sean. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Have a great day. So the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap is getting ready to wrap up this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to all three of the head football coaches. But before I sign off, uh, I know it's a little late, but I want to talk about somebody. Um, a friend of mine named Richie Guzman in Key West has passed away, and he is a conk, and he has been in Key West, and he's a super Key West guy. He's a Raiders fan, and I got to know him at when my oldest son was playing in the little conk baseball league and I was coaching. Richie was one of those guys. He was a scorekeeper and he was a longtime scorekeeper for the Key West Little Conk Baseball League. And I know that he was a coach in the past at that same league. And I'm pretty sure he was a board member at some point. And I'm sure he's done a ton of work with them in the past. But I knew one thing for certain was that Richie loved Key West baseball. And he loved Little Conk baseball, and he loved watching it, and he loved being the scorekeeper. And I got to know him over a couple of years at the 10-12 field. I don't know if they still play 10-12, but back then they did in the 2010s, early 2010s. It was the 10-12 field, and he was the scorekeeper for every game. You know, you go to that complex, and up top you have the... Let me see one. You have three fields and you have a booth on top of each field and you have a scorekeeper in each. And like, in my opinion, the unique thing, at least back then, was the scorekeeper was always the scorekeeper for all of the games. You know, you're going to play after school on the weeknight. And Richie was always the scorekeeper as long as I was down there at the 10, 12 field. Um, he was a guy that. Loved the baseball. He kept track of the score when I was there with an old pencil and a score book. And he never had anything bad to say about anybody. A fantastic guy. Loved baseball. And just rest in peace, Richie. You know, have. I hope you get to watch a lot of baseball, man. And and rest in peace. Thank you very much for everything you've done for Key West and Monroe County sports. And you will not be forgotten.